Welcome to the Lighting Your Way podcast. This season, our sixth, we're talking to my colleagues at Guardian Nurses about how they help our patients navigate a very complex and confusing healthcare maze. At the end of each episode, you'll hear their suggestion as to how you can become an advocate for yourself and your loved ones. Being a patient in a hospital in 2023 can be an awfully frustrating time. There are lots of people with lots of different jobs and with the average length of an admission in the United States being six days, there is plenty of opportunity for poor communication, especially at discharge. This episode features a story by my colleague, Diane Bassett, who shares her extensive support of a patient who, after many weeks in hospital and in a rehab center, was discharged to home. And let's just say the discharge was not what anyone expected. Hello, Diane Bassett, and welcome to the Lighting Your Way podcast. This is your first time. Hi, Betty. Thank you very much. Yes, it is my first time. First time ever <laughs> on a podcast and GN. <laughs> Thank <Yay>. you. <laughs> well, congratulations. I am uh, thrilled to be talking to you. You are um, one of our strongest nurses uh, and you do such a nice job with families and with patients. I, uh, I'm looking forward to hearing this story. This, um, you may have heard that we are highlighting our nurses' work this um, the season. And so uh, each nurse is coming on to tell a story about a case that they've worked with and hopefully taking a, a hard look at the healthcare system and giving our listeners a takeaway for them so that, God forbid, they have something going on in their lives. They can um, use our use our counsel to, to help them get through that. So you have a uh, particularly compelling case. Why don't you tee it up for me? Okay, so I am working with a middle-aged gentleman who was in a catastrophic accident and had multiple, multiple injuries. Um, he spent quite a while in the hospital, then went to rehab, is now at home with home care. So he's going through the entire spectrum of the medical um, care that's given today. You know, you're in the hospital. You are going, you go to rehab afterwards to get some more therapy um, and work with um, therapists more often and so forth. Then you get to go home and you get to have home care where you're having skilled need at home um, with mm -hmm. a nurse, a therapist, physical therapist, occupational therapist, home health aide, or, and a social worker. So, Di, how, how long was the hospitalization? I mean, this, this is a catastrophic accident. So how long was he inpatient? The hospitalization was two months wow. um, and then a short time in rehab. And like I said, now home. Oh, two months in a in acute care hospital. That is a significant amount of time. Oh, and and his rehab stay was... His rehab stay was rather surprisingly short. Um, that was only about a week and a half. Wow. Um, is, and that then, is that because he was doing well or because he wanted to get out? Both. Okay. And he did have support at home, which is, you know, we always want to check to make sure what does, you know, what does support at home look like so that um, we know that they have somebody there that's going to assist. 
Right. Because obviously folks want to get home. It's it's the best place to be if you can get the services that he needs. So, so he is now home. And so tell me what the course of, of the case looked like. What were okay. So he, he came home. Um, he actually came home a day early. I did speak with him and uh, he seemed to have a little loss of direction. Wasn't exactly sure which way to go. So I said, hey, how about if I come over tomorrow and we'll do a home visit? So I was able to go into the home, look over the discharge paperwork. Um, I saw a lot of holes that needed to be filled. So we started with, we started to backtrack and um, got a what hold kind of, of the. What kind of holes? I'm, I'm interested holes. in specifics. <laughs> okay, holes in follow-up care. Follow-up care, especially in a situation where, like this, where the injuries were so complex, uh, takes a lot of follow-up. And we know that we have a primary care physician who I always look at as an umbrella. So he is an umbrella over the entire patient. And then we have specialists that specialize in each area that needs treatment. You looked at these papers, discharge papers, and identified Holes, you said, right? So, like, what? Yes. No, no follow-up visits scheduled. Right, follow-up visits not scheduled. Didn't have a primary care physician. Um, uh-huh. Home care, which we thought was set up and looked like it was on the paperwork, was not. DMA durable medical possible? equipment. Just take me back a little bit. So, when he was discharged from rehab. Uh, who were the papers going to if he didn't have a primary care doctor? So they had put someone on there for them to call to make an appointment with the primary with a primary care in a facility, Uh-oh. Um, Uh-oh. but that hadn't been done yet. Oh, okay. And when he and you originally said home left, care, you said home care was was looked like it was set up, but it wasn't. Correct. Yes. So it was put on the paperwork that it was set up. And so I reached out to the facility and I don't know if it was a miscommunication or if maybe the patient felt that he didn't need the home care. Um, I don't know that he had a full understanding of what the home care was going to do for him, although we did talk about it prior to discharge. Mm -hmm. Um, So we were able to get that set up for him um, and then work on some of his follow-up appointments a couple were made from the first facility, but he was not aware of that. So we had to gather that information, find out what, where, who, and how those appointments were made for, um, and then move on from there. Oh, my God. you know, you we talk a lot here at Guardian Nurses about discharge planning, and and I know that even when we were all in nursing school. You know, the, the old adage is discharge planning starts at admission, but it sounds with so long of an admission and then multiple facilities involved in that admission that things may have uh, gotten uh, lost along the way. Yes, yes. 
And, you know, healthcare today is just so complex and the human body is so magnificently created. You know, we have so many bones, so many blood vessels, you know, so many organs. So, you you know, you get a large mix of specialists in there. And oftentimes people feel like, oh, why do I have to go to so many specialists? Why can't I just go to my primary care doctor? Each body system Mm -hmm. is so specialized and there's so much care that needs to be taken and it's so individualized that those specialists are just so important because they are honing in on that one area that needs care for instance you know if you need care with broken bones and fractures you know that orthopedist is really going to be able to know exactly what to do there's no way for a primary care physician to know everything there's just Mm -hmm. too much so those specialists are very important well, and it's it sounds based on the extensive injuries that he had that there, you know, it's the good and the bad of having specialists, right? The good is that you have specialists that have expertise and 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 uh, expertise in that particular specialty. The bad is that you have to see them and you got to get an appointment with them, which can be a minor miracle in itself. Yes. And then on top of all that, a lot of times, a lot of them want testing either before you go in and you bring the disc with you, or when you get there, you go early and they do the testing for you early. So it's also a lot of testing. Mm-hmm. And it can, so, it can get very complicated and overwhelming when you've already been through so much. Yeah, did he have support at home? I mean, he's m- managing this with you, but did he have family at home to help uh, figure this out? He does. He has a family at home that is is helping him. Um, the, just the magnitude of it is so large and encompassing that it is just a lot to remember. And I think one of the benefits of someone who has a medical background working with you is that they see a lot more of the picture than mm-hmm you know, a family member or a lay person who's working with you, they're not thinking ahead of time, oh, do we need a CAT scan for that? Do we need an x-ray for that? Oh, we should get lab work to double check that and things like that. No, good point. No, and look, I think it's all, anybody needs an advocate, right? And I should say everybody who's involved in a healthcare issue does need someone to be listening if that person can be a nurse or a physician or even a physical therapist or a social worker, you know, it, it does help. But to your point, to have someone who's um, looking downfield, as we say here at Guardian Nurses, it always helpful because it, it's much more efficient for the patient, right? I mean, you, you know, if you're looking downfield and identifying opportunities to get testing done prior to an appointment, that's always, that's going to be a, um, it's going to be much more effective for the patient and the physician. Sure, true. And I think you get a lot more out of the visit um, when you have those things lined up and ready. Yeah, sure. So was all um, this was all covered um, under his insurance, I'm hoping? Yeah, so we had some um, challenges with insurance because, you know, a lot of times in life when something catastrophic and unexpected happens to us in those situations, a lot of people's insurance is coming through their employer. So each employer has different 
uh, rules and things that they follow for insurances. So you may start out with a commercial insurance and then find out in the middle, oh no, I I'm not gonna have insurance. Diane, I find it hard to believe that you said the insurance part is challenging. That's, <laughs> <laughs> I really, I've never heard that before ever. <laughs> Um, so uh, at this point, he's home, but but things are moving forward. And and what are you doing for him now? Like, what what's the support look like? Um, the support we're still working through specialists. We're still working with a primary care physician to try to make sure that we cover all of the bases that need to be covered. Um, here at Guardian Nurses, we also have a social worker. So we're uh, utilizing her services also um, with insurance issues. Um, you know, making sure that finances are still coming in through the home, because even though, you know, we go through these catastrophic things, we still have bills that we need to pay. Um, so we still need those finances coming in. Right. And, and she's able to identify perhaps sources of, of income that could, could be because of the accident or because of his benefits. Correct. Correct. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. When you think about you know, the discharge that happened. I mean, I know you've been involved with a lot of discharges. Um, would you say this has been one of the most challenging? Yes. And and for, for what reason? I, I mean, obviously he had extensive injuries, but, but what is, in your opinion, why do you think this has become so challenging? Because it isn't a situation where, you know, you go into the hospital, you have surgery on one part of your body, and that's what you're following up on. Here, you're having surgery on multiple, multiple body parts. So each of those body parts require a follow-up with that specialist. Mm -hmm. And in mm -hmm. the mix of things, a lot of times in medicine, we look at the specialty that we're involved in rather than looking at the entire picture. So um, I think that in different areas here, uh, the whole picture wasn't looked at. I mean, I, I think just as soon as you said that, I thought, yeah, the whole picture. And who is, I mean, as you said before, the, the primary care physician may not be the best physician to address a fracture on a bone, right. but he or she could, or a nurse practitioner could be as we call them, the captain of the ship. Did you find the physician who could do that for this patient? Um, we found the physician that we're working with. Having a guardian, mm -hmm. having an, a guardian nurse, a, an, an advocate that goes in there, you know, we look at the picture before we go in. So we look at things that we feel that is needed by the patient, and we can present them to the physician and work in collaboration together, um, you know, to get the patient the best care and to make sure that all of our bases are covered. Right. And, and I guess, it, let me take a step back with the discharge process, just on any case, not necessarily this case, the discharge from a, an acute care hospital, and, and I've heard this from our colleagues, all throughout, whether they're in Seattle, New York, Philadelphia, that the discharge process now has become so mm, fraught with, as you call them, holes, that it is really important 
before a patient or family member takes a patient home that they really have to review the discharge plan. Yeah, the discharge orders. That is so, so important. And not just review them, but understand them. And okay. that, I think, is a lot of times where there could be some disconnect. You know, in the medical world, we use often use big terms. We say things that make a lot of sense to us. And, you know, we could say a word that we just know, but the a lay person doesn't know that word and it's not easy for them to understand. Um, so, you know, I try to always encourage people, ask a lot of questions. There's no such thing as an unintelligent question. Any right. question that is important to you is important to your provider. Right. So, yeah. you know, ask those questions and dig out, you know, anything that you don't understand. I think sometimes we do ourselves a disservice that we're so anxious to get out of the hospital, particularly if you've been there for that long, that you just want to go and you don't want to ask questions. Yep, I understand. Yep. Okay, bye. But then when you get home, you're like, uh-oh, I should have asked. Uh, and then right. trying to get somebody on the phone uh, is another minor miracle. So, um, so Di, when you, when you think about this case and, and certainly all the other cases that you've had, what, what takeaway would you like our listeners to hear from you about their own experience in healthcare? I would really encourage everyone to, um, if possible, to have an advocate, whether it's a family member, a family friend, um, you know, guardian nurses, we have an advocacy program where, you know, if you only needed a nurse for a short time, you can call and, you know, get the specifics on that. Um, just because each of us, even those of us in, in the healthcare field, when we go and we sit before a doctor and we <laughs> hear diagnosis and information, sometimes as soon as we take that in, our mind kind of shuts off. Yeah. And he keeps talking True. and talking and we're not hearing anything. So having someone there with us uh, is, I just feel is really, really important. And I know for myself, I tend to be um, very independent and I think I got this, I can handle it, but I just really want to encourage everyone. It's better to have someone there and not need them than need them and not have them. Well, I couldn't have said it better myself, Nurse Bassett. Uh, we are uh, we are all nurses, and and uh, when we're in there, I I agree. I when I've had experiences or appointments, and I think, oh, I should have done that, and I'm, that's what I do for a living, and yet I forgot to ask. So uh, I think it's a word to the wise for even all of the nurses listening, and certainly all the lay people listening, to make sure you have somebody who can be another set of ears, uh, and if they don't have guardian nurses. Uh, to think about calling us so we can at least try to help. Um, but if you can, take somebody with you. So, Diane, thank you um, for your advice, and thank you for all the good work you do. Thank you very, very much. I appreciate it. All right. Take care. Talk you to you too. soon. Bye-bye. If you have any questions that you would like us to address in a future episode, please email us at podcast at guardiannurses.com. That email again is podcast at guardiannurses.com. We would love to hear from you.
Thank you for joining us this week. You can find the Lighting Your Way podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google, YouTube, Spotify, and Stitcher. If you liked what you heard, tell a friend and leave us a review. You can learn all about Guardian Nurses Healthcare Advocates on our website, guardiannurses.com. So until next time, find some joy in your life, pet all the good doggies and kitties, and remember to tell your people that you love them. Take care.